Have you ever walked into someone else's house and started rearranging their furniture? Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed therapist, online mental health coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I am here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Are you ready? Let's do this. Picture it. Your friends invite you over for dinner. You and your significant other ring the doorbell. They invite you in. You greet each other with big hugs. You walk into the living area. You can smell the delicious food being made. You're so excited for dinner. You are about to make yourself cozy on the couch when all of a sudden you're like, you know what? This would look so much better on the other side of the room. I'm just going to slide it over there really quick. I'm just going to move their couch in their home. I'm going to move it over here because I think it would look better that way. And all the while, your your significant other and your friends are just staring at you. They're like, what are you doing? What What's happening right now? And you're like, you know, I just, I walked in here and I, I thought this would look better. I thought it would function more optimally with the couch over here. I'm just going to move the sofa really quick. You would never. You would never do that, Right? Unless you were invited in, unless your friend explicitly said, come over, I'll make dinner, I would love for you to rearrange my living room. You would never do that, right? So here's the deal. You have your own furniture. You have your own living area. And you get to decide what goes in it, how it's arranged, the style. That is yours, You don't get to do that in other people's homes. And guess what? Your mental health, same thing. Same fucking thing. We do not go into other people's homes and try to control how they're living. We don't hop up in their brains and try to control their thoughts. What we do control is the way we're living and our thoughts. I was recently listening to another podcast and it was brought to my attention, you know, kind of reiterated. This is something that I preach. This is something that I live by. But like anything, you learn it once and then it kind of, you know, changes your life for a second (laughs) and then you go back to the way things were. But this, this just sticks. This hits me. This is such an amazing thing to think about. So The analogy, the metaphor, that's mine. But the idea is you are actually in control of your thoughts. Now, before you start rolling your eyes and you're like, I have anxiety and depression and trauma and ADHD and I can't help what I think. Hear me out. Because this is something I feel strongly about. And I've spent a lot of years learning about this, exploring this. And it is something I have seen to be true. No, you cannot control that first thought. I live with intrusive thoughts. 
I live with a brain that's like, hey, do you want to think about something really terrible right now? I got you. Here it is. And loves to lay it on me. Smack dab in the middle of me just living my life. My brain's like, here you go. Here's some not so fun, not so great thoughts for us to have right now. I can't control that. That initial thought, I can't stop that from happening. I don't understand why when I'm driving over a bridge, my brain's like, what if you crash? What if you go over the edge? I can't control when my baby is sleeping and my brain's like, what if something's wrong with him? What if he's in the other room hurt? What if, you know, even though you can see him on the video monitor, what if something's wrong and you're just sitting here eating peanut butter, unaware, right? I can't control those instant intrusive thoughts. I can't stop them from happening. But what I can do is rearrange them. I can choose my second thought. Okay, that first intrusive thought, I I don't know where my brain comes up with this shit. I can't control that. But the second thought, what I choose to do after that thought, that is on me. Do I continue the spiral? Do I engage? Do I go, oh my God, you're right, brain. What if something is wrong with Lars in the next room and I'm just sitting here eating fucking peanut butter and completely unaware that something's wrong with him and then when I go to check on him later, he's something's going to be wrong and I could have stopped it and do I go down that spiral? Do I go down the spiral of driving across the bridge and picturing what's going to happen when my car goes flying off the edge and how's my family going to feel when they find out days later that my car went into the river and... Or... Do I pause? Do I pause and take back control of my brain? Do I take back control of my living room? This uninvited guest just walked up in here and started trying to rearrange things. And I was like, no, this is my house. This is my space. I am going to choose how to arrange things. I'm going to choose a better thought. Listen, your brain does not give a fuck what you think about. It doesn't know positive, negative, truth, lie. It doesn't know. It has no idea. Do you know how you can test that? Think about your favorite dessert right now. What is your absolute favorite dessert? Like die for favorite. Think about it. Picture it. What does it look like? What's the texture of it? What does it smell like? How do you feel when you're enjoying it? Now notice one thing. Your mouth is watering. Your mouth's watering right now. I was picturing a ooey, gooey, chocolatey brownie. The kind with like fudge frosting and it's a corner piece. So it's got a little bit of crunch on the outside, but the inside is so gooey and soft and it's moist. Oh, my mouth's watering. Whatever you were picturing, your mouth is watering. Is that actual dessert in front of you? Nope. But your brain doesn't know that. Your brain remembers that dessert. It knows the taste. And you just thinking about it made your brain react to it. And it made you start to salivate. You can control your brain. 
but you have to bring your focus to it. You have to bring your attention to it. You have to be aware of it. Right now, your brain's just got free reign. It will think about whatever the fuck it wants to. It will run away with God-awful, horrendous thoughts because you allow it to. You allow it to come all up into your living room and just rearrange shit whenever it wants to. At some point, we have to make this conscious effort, this decision to say, I can think better thoughts. I can think more productive thoughts. I can think more effectively. I can choose because my brain is malleable. That means it's constantly changing, growing, adapting, learning new ways of thinking. When you first started, you know, doing things like getting dressed and tying your shoes, you weren't very effective at doing those things, right? Like you're a little tiny, teeny toddler bopping around and getting dressed and in a nightmare. Your pants are on inside out, your shirt's on backwards, your shoes are on the wrong feet. But when you leave the house in the morning, do you still sometimes put your shoes on the wrong feet? No. You never put your pants on backwards and your shirt's usually inside right. Now, occasionally these things happen, right? But for the most part, you are pretty effective at getting yourself dressed. You know how to tie your shoes. It doesn't take you 15 minutes to sit on the bottom of the stairs and tie your shoes in the morning. You're good at doing those things. It happens naturally without much thought. Because you've learned a more effective way of doing it. Your brain is open to learning and growing and receiving. It just needs to be told what to do. Literally say to your brain, I am not engaging in this thought right now. And then direct it elsewhere. Direct it to a more productive thought. Choose a better thought. I need you to make this decision. I need you to hear what I'm saying and not dig your heels in right now and say, Jacqueline, you don't get it. Because you know I do get it. You know I have my own history of trauma, my own history of depression, my own history of anxiety. And I know on a professional and a personal basis that we can choose better thoughts right now. You can implement this change right now. The next time you have an anxious thought, the next time you have a limiting belief, like a a negative self-talk, you're like, I'm a piece of shit, nobody loves me, change it. Stop right there and say, hold up brain, actually... This person loves me and that person loves me and I have worth because I am inherently worthy or because I'm generous or because I love deeply. I am a giving person. I am kind. I am thoughtful. You can stop it right there. But first you have to make the choice to do that. You have to decide I'm not going to engage with those thoughts anymore. Now, will it still catch you off guard? Of course. You've been thinking this way for years and years and years. It is going to be a lot of work. But it's not hard. 
Is it a lot of work? Yes, but it's not hard. You know, the more I learn about our healing journey, the more I learn about what it takes to overcome our anxieties and our depression and heal from our traumas and our upbringings. And I always thought it's so hard. And I would tell people, you're right, it is hard. And, you know, this like endless endless validation that it is just beyond difficult. But the truth of the matter is, it's simple. It's actually easy. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of being intentional. It's a lot of accountability. And we get hung up on that. Because that feels hard. Because it's different. It's new. It's challenging. But at the base of what it takes to heal, what you actually need to do, it's very simple. It's very easy. And if you take the things that I teach you on the podcast or in my content on social media or if we work together in one of my coaching programs, if you apply those things to your life, just one little tweak at a time, one little, you know, implementing something new, your life will look immensely different. Your happiness, your joy, your peace, being content, those will all be possible for you once you realize that we're overcomplicating it. We often are overcomplicating the simple strategies that we need to implement to get where we want to be. Go forth and utilize this simple tool. Start rearranging your own furniture if it's not working out for you. If your thoughts aren't what you'd like them to be, you need to get in there and rearrange that furniture. Now, here's the bonus. You can't go up in someone else's house and rearrange their furniture. So stop trying to control how other people are thinking and behaving and feeling and hone in on your own living room, okay? You are not allowed to go in and control someone else's, but you can change your own. And from there, it will cause a beautiful ripple effect. Once you change your own thinking, the people around you and the way you interact with them will start to change. I promise you. Go forth. Use this. And let me know how it feels. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.